Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, you just got Daryl rolling on a solo tonight. Wow, what a Super Bowl. A really, real good Super Bowl. I mean, we've had some Super Bowls in the past that turned into be good games. But no, this was a very, very good Super Bowl wire to wire from, the, from beginning to end to the last play of the game, Tom Brady throwing the Hail Mary. That's how good this Super Bowl was. Wow, what a very good game. And we had some heroes that you wouldn't have thought would have been heroes in this game. And I mean, come on. We all expected Nick Foles to maybe have a good game, but we were always expecting him to do his do his namesake, fold up, because we've seen him do that in the past. But not this Nick Foles, man. You know, when you do a little bit of history on Nick Foles, you know, um, he's a Christian man. You know, he says he's going into the ministry after after his uh, NFL career is over. Just a couple of years ago, he was at the point where he was ready to quit football. You know, and here's here's Nick Foles in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, and he looks like that shy guy that's just a good a good guy. You know, and and, and you had to had to pull for him if you were pulling for the underdog. And this team has been the underdog every game in the playoffs. And I mean, come on, this is a team that won the NFC, and they were underdogs. Coming into the playoffs, it's it's unbelievable. This team had a bye, and after a bye, they were underdogs. And still, they come up victorious in the Super Bowl. And, of course, you know, they were uh, they were underdog in the Super Bowl against the mighty Belichick and Tom Brady. And, hey, we got to start talking about that a little bit, you know. Uh, Bill Belichick didn't win the Super Bowl. Tom Brady, 40 years old. Um, Matt Patricia, he's gone. The uh, the offensive coordinator, he's gone. Um, and I think we got to look at it and, and say, hey, um, Gronkowski is possibly saying he's thinking about his career. And, you know, and, we, and we've seen this a lot with, with a lot of um, NFL um, players in the past. We've seen some of these players, not in the past, I guess in the last few years, We've seen a lot of these players uh, making a decision to leave the game early, and whether they and some guys say, "Hey, I have eight million dollars. I don't need any more money. Uh, I'm, I have four million dollars. I'm going to take this money. I'm going to invest it. I'm going to invest it wisely, and I don't need to. I don't need to to go out and risk anything else because I, I'm I'm already beat up from." From Pop Warner football to high school football to college football to the NFL of eight years. So hey, you know it's hard to it's hard to um, tell a guy stop playing or, or keep playing. Man, you should keep playing. And it was an old saying back in the old days that a lot of these guys you have to run them out of the sport. And the reason you have to run them out of the sport is because where else are they going to make $8 million or $4 million a year? You know, some of these guys have gotten smart now, and they know people, and they, they see investments, and they see companies that they can, that they can build and make money, and, um, and, and they're doing these things. And so um, you can't blame them. And, I mean, you really just can't blame guys that want to – to do something else besides, um, you know, some people would say um, bash your head in. You know, I'm not going to call it that. But um, 
I, I, I think I think some of these guys are smart enough that they can go out and and do other things, make make good decisions, and it's not about um, it's not about football. When you get to a certain point in your career, it's about your career. It's about your life. Hey, we got Vince on the line. Vince, what's going on, buddy? Vince, what's happening? I say, how you feel? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How things going down there, Fort Lauderdale? Excuse me. I mean, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. How things down there? Everybody like Philly down here, so it's great. <laughs> oh man, I know everybody yeah, having a good time down, down there. Here. You know, uh, last year during the Super Bowl, I was down there and everybody was pulling for Atlanta. I mean, everybody had all Atlanta gear on. They were pulling for Atlanta. You know, there's a lot of people from a lot of them from Georgia. So everybody uh-huh. was pulling for, uh, for pulling for Atlanta. So uh, last night, I'm sure, I'm sure everybody everybody had their mind set on Philadelphia uh, for this Super Bowl. And what you, what did you think about the Super Bowl, Vince? I know you had talked to us earlier about how good you thought Philadelphia was. You told us that they were a high scoring team. You told us that they 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 um, one of the high scoring teams in the league. And I looked that up this year. I looked it up, and sure enough, they were the third high scoring team in the league this year. So um, their scoring made a difference. And and Nick Foles, none of us expected him to play at a level that he played at. And he he played at a very high level um, last night, and credit to him, he deserved being the NFL um, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of Nick Foles. I'm very proud of Nick Foles. I'm proud of their team because their team is a little more unity that people don't get them a lot of credit for. They more appreciate what they do with football. And if you watch them play, they bring the fun back to the game. When they do their little end zone dance and stuff, they wouldn't like, um, they ain't got no eager. They just, it's, it's, it's a different character. When they do their little things in the end zone, when they score a touchdown, they get the group going and do their little, they love, um, Philadelphia flop and all that. Them, and they they brought some special back to the game. They got the fans stop back to last. Yeah, really appreciating watching the game and enjoying the game still all the way bashing the game down. And like I tell you, and I told anybody else, I like the New England on paper, but Philadelphia had the best team in football, and people really didn't give them their respect. Until they won the Super Bowl, was at the same time. I've been telling you all season that they will score thirty-eight points per game, but people didn't acknowledge that. And then when Wentz got hurt, they just show gave up on them. They was the underdog. How you gonna win the Super Bowl? You the underdog every game, and you got the best team in football, best record in football. They both had the same record, thirteen and three. And I, I would have to agree with you. How could you be the underdog and you you had a bye? In the, in, the, in the NFL playoffs. And then the next week, the next week, you still the underdog. So I, mm-hmm. I, I, I find it, I, I found it very, um, very difficult to see how, how they, how disrespected all all a lot of people disrespected, disrespected the uh, New England all. Patriots. They didn't really what, realize what, what type of team that team is. And they, I'll tell you what, they'll be right next year. I'll tell you what, I, I would agree with they will be back next year, Vince. And I'll tell you another thing. Um, Doug Peterson has, has thrown a monkey wrench in this NFL coaching carousel. You know, here's a guy that's only been in the league two years. And at one point, this guy was a high school coach, say, in the last five years. He was coaching high school somewhere. You know, so Doug Peterson is is a, is, is, is a heck of a coach. And you got to be a very good organizer to be uh, 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 an NFL head coach. And so him being in the Super Bowl in his second year, I think that's going to make a big difference. And a lot of people are going to probably lose their job next year. And some people are going to look at this thing like, hey, how in the world can Cincinnati hire Marvin Lewis back again? And this man here win the Super Bowl in two years. It got to be somebody out there looking for a job that's better than, than Marvin Lewis. And I'm not throwing Marvin Lewis under the bus. I'm throwing a lot of these guys under the bus that, that, that's been around for a while and just haven't been – haven't been producing. 
But see, some, sometimes um, they look for things in pro football. They, like, I like Groove. But I don't think Groove deserve what he gets to, to come back to coach football in the pros. He got to prove his point. You know what I mean? He got to come back and redeem himself. But you going to get him 10 years to redeem himself, and then you got coaches out there can't even get a year or two to redeem themselves. You, you feel what I mean? You get him 10 years to try to get back in there. That's a long time. You know what I mean? He might get tired of football in 10 years. You know what I mean? Well, uh, maybe he's coaching he, adults. Hey, you coaching adults. You ain't coaching high school kids. But at the same time, like I say, I'm glad he's coming back. Cause I make football competitive right now, and I want to say this to lead it with you. When Philadelphia jumped on Belichick team, they didn't jump on the team and then lay down saying we gonna play a prevent defense just to stop them. No, he. Put the pedal to the metal, and then, like you said, Doug Peterson had a lot of nuts and guts to go four for one and throw the try them and he had he went for everything. What I got to lose? And they four caught the ball, and they from the running back. You believe that? Oh yeah. my God, man, it was a hell of a game, man. It That's was. How he man. played. He would have died. I ain't got nothing to lose. Let's do this. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Vince. You know, um, Doug Peterson came in with a game plan, and he knew he had to be aggressive against his team. He, it, it was no doubt that he couldn't he couldn't go out there and be scared in the second half like we've seen teams do in the past against the New England Patriots. The Jacksonville Jaguars, for one, and we can always go back to the Super Bowl last year when the Atlanta Falcons were, were up, I think, by 21 points at halftime, and they end up losing – so I, I really think, and, and that's because they went into what we call a prevent defense, or some people would say a zone defense. When you've been playing man-to-man all game, you just can't go into that kind of defense. And, and, and Doug Peterson relied on the strength of his team, and the strength of the, of the Philadelphia Eagles was their defense by far. They didn't, they didn't really get a, any sacks on Brady. But they put a lot of pressure on Brady, and that's one thing he don't like. We know we've known that from watching him in in past years. He doesn't like pressure, and he he got he got quite a bit of pressure from um he got quite a bit of pressure from the Philadelphia they, Eagles. They, they, they say um um Philadelphia team touching the quarterback all season had eighty nine percent of pressure to touching the quarterback the whole season. So that's a high rate, you know what I mean? They get into the quarterback. So they say during the Super Bowl, he got, they got the 38% of the time when Brady was back there, they touched him. Right. So that was, that was a lot. That's, that's, that's a statement, though. That, that's a big statement you heard right what there. what say. He didn't even know he had hit the ball when he went there to get to him to make him fumble. He said he got that so fast, he fooled us. He, he didn't know himself he was running that fast. He didn't know he hit the ball. Well, okay, man. I'll tell you, I don't know who's anybody in the world knows the best part of that whole game. i tell you, they took the ice off the cake on the whole Super Bowl. People didn't notice and paid no attention. I'm going to give you something to pay attention to. Tom Brady. As he made the phone, he sat out on the field. He's like, is it? So you saying, so so Vince, are you officially saying you saw Tom Brady at the end of the game when he sat down on the field, he said, this is it. I'm going home to my my model wife who make more money than me. And got more money that that has made more money in her career than I've made in mine, and we've been married for about eleven years or so. So you think he said that's it? I'm just gonna t- I'm gonna pack it in. I'm taking it to the house. Bill, you can have this. I'm on, I'm gone. You 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 watch the rerun. They showing sitting on the field, Brady with his head down, man up to. I can't keep coming out there, and then you gotta realize. You gotta walk away after that. What are you gonna do? Keep playing till you get hurt and you can't walk away. That's football. Football 
was a hell of a game. It was a tough game. If you can walk away, it made you some money from playing football. God bless you. You know what I mean? And anybody in the world, he'll sit down the last night on that field. he let you know right there. Is it? I'm through. I hear you. And I hear you, you and, and you're right, you know, because Tom Brady could right now open up the quarterback academy for three months or, or two months at a time. And, and trust me, he'd have people lined up at the door to be a part of him and listen to him and think like him. And it wouldn't just be kids. It'd probably be some NFL quarterbacks in there getting their tutoring sessions on, too. And he could charge whatever he wanted to charge if that's something that he wanted to do. But Tom Brady, man, the dude is, hey, I ain't, I ain't got no man crush on Tom Brady, but he's a beautiful man. He tall, he white, he got blonde hair, he got pocket full of money. Come on, man. This dude could walk in any modeling agency tomorrow and say, hey, I want a job. They're going to give him one. He got commercials lined up to do whatever he want to do. Trust me, I've known a lot of guys in the NFL, and some of them guys have told me, man, I made more money off the field than I made on the field. So Tom Brady has a payday to make as much money as he wants to make whenever he's ready yeah. to make money. When he's when he ready to stop playing, he can stop and, and wouldn't hurt his pocket at all. Some guys have to play. Tom ain't got to play. He's out there playing because no. he wants to play, wants to be a part of this thing. And I guess the competition. It has to be the competition that, that keeps, keeps him driving and motivated. Hey, Vince, man. Hey, we got to take you um, cut me off. Go ahead. Say this one last statement before I leave. I'm going to tell you why he's he finna lead too, because his wife say he cannot throw the ball and catch the ball too. His wife said that. When he made that statement, that that when he come on, he goes, "Baby, I'm through. I'm through. The, you through. All right. Let's leave I this alone. I feel. Gotta move on. Yeah. Hey, that's her statement." Wait. We got to take a quick commercial break, Vince. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a feed on that line there because I was wondering what would Giselle say? What would Tom Brady's wife say? You know, because she's made comments yeah, in the past after the Super Bowl. He said, he can't throw the ball and catch the ball. That's what she said. I feel you. I don't know what she means about it, but I think she means this is it. When Brady sat down on the ground, that's sure we that's it. I don't think he's right. going hey, to get out of here, man. We got to take a quick commercial break. But, hey, man, appreciate you calling. Don't be a stranger. We listen to you all the time, Vince. We appreciate you calling. Don't be a stranger, man. We're here every Monday night on Sports Info UM on VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be back after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're diving into planning your 2018 outdoor adventures. Find out about prime DIY hunting opportunities across the country. Get the how-tos of applying for tags and listen for advice from the pros who hunt full-time. Joining us is Kevin Steele, host of Peterson's Hunting Adventures, Jeremy Millette with Silencer Shop, Mrs. Bunny, and more. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Van on the line. Van, what's going on, buddy? Hey, man, doing great. How's the weather over there in St. Augustine, Florida? <laughs> I know they are. Yeah, because you know, a couple of weeks ago when it was in the 30s, they were like complaining. I know they weren't so happy then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, I was late happened, in. Man? I don't know if you had talked about this earlier with anybody, but I had a couple questions. And uh, my first question is, if you're a general manager of the Eagles, how would you address the situation with the two quarterbacks? You can't keep them both. Uh, you tell me what you would do, and then I'll tell you what I would do. Is that fair? Sure. You know, I, I tell you, um, I really think you got to get rid of Nick Foles. Uh, I don't think you. I don't think you want to have that kind of uh, quarterback. I'm not necessarily say competition, but I don't think you want to have that kind of uh, um, instability with your young quarterback who was the star of this team. And I, I really think that with the with the medical medicals that they have now and how quickly guys come back and how healthy they come back from knee surgery, I think Carson Wentz is going to come back. I think he'll be just as good as he was um, up into the, coming into this season. But when you look at Nick Foles, you know, how well will Nick Foles play somewhere else? In 2013, when he was with... Um, when he was with the Eagles, he had 27 touchdowns and two interceptions. You know, that those are some pretty good numbers. Now, his numbers has not – they haven't been nothing close to that. Um, when he was with the Rams, he had seven touchdowns and ten interceptions. Those are, not, those are not good numbers. But I really think that Nick Foles has matured into being something really, really, really special. And um, I think I think him winning this Super Bowl could be the start of something really big in his career. So I think you got to get rid of him and uh, and get what you can get for him. And it could I be think a lot. You can get a lot. I think you can get a lot. And, and what's well, your opinion? What if, opinion? To, what if he used to do this? Just say, "Well, I won the Super Bowl. I'm retiring." And then at that point, I don't know how it affects his contract. Uh, would uh, Eagles be obligated to? Uh, I don't know compensate whoever takes them or I don't know it's just something I thought about today just say I quit I'm on top but in actuality just uses leverage yeah you know and um and for some reason man and I'm and I I almost felt the same way a lot of people look at Nick Foles and, and we think that we think that he's he, he, we think that he's an old guy for some for some strange reason. We think that he's old. Nick, Nick Foles is 28 years old. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. When I was 28 years, I was just beginning to think straight. You know, I was so. You're just about almost at your prime. Right. And he's not playing one of those positions like running back or defensive no. tackle where he's getting he's his smart. head smashed every play. He avoids a lot of hits. And he avoids a lot of hits, and he's playing quarterback. So guys yeah. play backup quarterback for 10, 12 years, forever and ever and ever. So, and, I, and I think Nick could possibly be a starter. So I think he's going to be looking at a, a big-time contract wherever he goes um, because I think he's deserving. Uh, I, think the, I think taking this team through the playoffs like he did, being the underdog in every game that they played in the playoffs, I think that's going to make a big difference um, in this in his contract negotiations with Philly and um, with whoever whoever uh, ends up signing him. Well, uh, what do you think about him going to New England? Are, are you agreeing with our last caller and, and saying that? Um, no, I, 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 I just tuned in. I'm sorry, I didn't hear. Oh, well, well, the last caller, last caller says that um, that that um, Tom Brady, he's done in in um, New England, saying because his wife said he can't throw the ball and catch it too. 
Yeah. Well, that was I heard that part, but that was from uh, Super Bowl a few years ago. Oh well, I oh I think, well, I think I it was you... against I think it was the Giants. You know, uh, well, well, you get... well, uh, one of those two Giants Super Bowl games they lost. I know. I think Wes Welker had dropped some passes or something, and after the game, she's one that made that comment that he can't pass and catch. Well, maybe Vince was tying that into something that happened in the Super Bowl yesterday when they threw a well, pass you know, to Tom Brady. You know, it's you interesting. Know. Did you see a uh, close-up of his hand? The one who was he, injured? Yeah. They had, they had a close-up of it. And, well, you know from injuries yourself, if you have an incision, how it tightens up, you know, as it heals. He was actually passing better two weeks ago. You know, at the time of the injury and leaving it open, so to speak, than he did yesterday when it was healing because, you know, as those stitches, I guess stitches were taken out, you know, the, the skin pulls together. In other words, what I'm trying to say is he had an unnatural feel of the football, maybe. I, I would agree with you, Van. And I'm not going to say that was the reason they lost, but I, I, I definitely agree with you. His hand was not totally healed up and we probably maybe even felt better a little bit more comfortable the week before when he had the glue and and the uh and and the injection flexibility yeah you know what i mean so he had more confidence that would make a difference in the game but they're saying his uh, passing was somewhat erratic and uh you know is it the hand or the philly defense i don't know (laughs) i I think philadelphia's defense had a lot to do with it and we we talked about this they didn't they didn't they didn't hit um, they didn't uh, sack Tom Brady, but they oh. did pressure him a lot during that game. Yeah, and, and it made a big did difference. Same thing, put a lot of pressure on. Oh big yeah. Difference though, the game was uh, the penalties. Notice uh, the, the 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 penalties were different. You know, with uh, I'm not sure what the total count was, but it seemed like uh, it was more evenly divided than it was, you know, in the Jaguars game. Well, I, and I think we have to credit Philadelphia's defense to that, too, because um, they didn't make any stupid penalties. I mean, yeah. they didn't make any of those what we called um, um, self-inflicted penalties offsides and stuff like yeah. that. They had, they have, I think, four great. penalties in the game, and I think all of those were basically um, um, pass interference of, of one sort or another. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they and they played a very aggressive game, you know. And we talk about this when teams go into these prevent defenses. We see them, and it's not necessarily prevent. They they play man to man the entire game, and then you look up, and what are they playing? They're playing zone defense for some reason. Come on, man! Even now, yeah. now you're playing zone defense. We've been playing man to man all game because we were yeah. fearless and we were hungry and we were determined to win. But then we got the lead, and all of a sudden we had to say, Hey, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's not lose this thing. Let's yeah. not lose it. We got a lead here. Let's don't lose it. And that's yeah. when you make mistakes. Well, Philly was and, aggressive. And you got to credit Doug Peterson for that. You know, he, he at not one point did he say, hold on, let's slow down and take this curve. No, yeah. he took it like a Formula One driver with the pedal to the metal. You got to yeah. love that about Doug Peterson. When I talked about this earlier, I think he's going to make a lot of these general managers and owners of these teams Take a double look at some of these young guys and some of these coaches that have not been in this NFL coaching carousel forever and ever and ever. Give some yeah. of these young guys a chance because you never know what you get. Uh, hey, hey, uh, Van, thanks for calling, man. We got, um, we got hey, Damon on the you line. You take care. You have a good week. It's always good, Van. Thanks for calling. Don't be a stranger. We're every Monday night. Appreciate it. Hey, Josh, we got, um, we got Damon on the line. What's going on? Yes. Damon, what's happening? What's up, Dale? Man, was that a great Super Bowl or what? I love every minute of it. it Man, wasn't that was one a side. great game. It wasn't one sided at all. I mean, I was surprised. But I was I was happy with the outcome. And I guess, you know, um, it was entertaining from beginning to end. And that's what you got. That's what I loved about this Super Bowl. I mean, it was intense from beginning to end. You know, we expected Tom Brady to do his thing, but we didn't really expect. Um, um, we didn't. We didn't expect Philadelphia to be so precise and aggressive 
and just not willing to just slow down. They 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 just put it on and on and on, and they didn't they didn't slow down, man. You know, and this kid Corey Clemens, the running back. Who would have ever thought that their leading receiver would be a running back? But he was. Now, this is this is what I think though. Uh, when Alshon Jeffrey uh, set the pace in, in, in the first half, um, they they were keying up him, so somebody had to step up. And, and you, he was the one to step up. He was the one to step up. And and, and Nelson um, Aguilar, he, he, he yeah. played some good ball. You know, he's, he, I had him on my fantasy team early in football season. But I saw him throughout the season have a really good season. And, uh, and last night was no different. He had a real good game last night, man. Nine reception, 84 yards. Hey, that, hey that's, a, that's a solid game in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know. he had to step up because they put the touch on him because they got rid of uh, one of the receivers. Uh, and yeah, I, I forget his name, but he uh, uh, Tennessee Titans and uh, mm-hmm. Matthews, Jordan Matthews. Right, yeah, Jordan and, Matthews. Yeah, so you're right. Yeah, he stepped his game up. And, you know, this guy, Zach Ertz, has been a solid receiver the entire season, tight end. Seven receptions, 67 yards, one TD. And, 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 you know, you were almost waiting on the referees to say that was not a touchdown because we saw that happen early in the season, you know, with Philadelphia. So that was that was real shaky, too, at one point in the game where Zach Ertz caught the ball, ran two yards, dived in the end zone, the ball hit the ground, bounced down, bounced up. He catch it, but then we got to wait five minutes for the referees to say it's a touchdown. But you know what, though? Uh, they treated him like a running back. Um, uh, matter of fact, uh, the guy from Carolina Panthers, he, Jonathan, um, what's his name? Uh, Jonathan Stewart, he does mm-hmm. his best. He, he crossed the plane, and then they give him the touchdown, so they, tr- they treat him like a running back in that answer. You know? Because he did, he did take a step and he dove and he caught the ball and then then that's when he hit the ground and he caught it again. But you know that that's how he got treated. But that's when the rule was uh, appropriate. That catch rule. I I I, I agree, Damon. I, I'm telling you. And um and what did you think about that hit that Brandon Cook took, man? You know, uh, was it a legal hit or was it just? Um, the New England Patriots guy, the guy, he got put out of the game in the first half. That was it for him, too. And that might, that could have been a difference maker. But um, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, it was, it was violent. But I don't, I don't think it was uh unnecessary because he turned into his path, and it was a defensive receiver. He was a runner at that time, so I think it was appropriate. I, I would agree with you. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I think it was a legal hit. Um, he didn't see the guy coming. And, uh, and I, you know, some of these running backs and receivers, they get so shifty now. It's not like they t- take what they can get. They run around in circles and and. and, and when you turn your back to someone, you never know what's coming. And that's exactly what happened to him at that point. So that was a big point. Go ahead. That, that's a golden rule. Never turn your back on, on a person. And <laughs> like you say, that's what he did. And yeah, he ran, yeah. He ran, ran into it. Yep, he ran right into it. And, and, uh, and, and let me ask a question before we get out of here. Um, what you think about this Gronkowski story? He said he's going to sit down and think about whether he's coming back. And, you know, the Patriots just lost two coordinators, offense coordinator, defense coordinator. Um, you know, they, uh, there was a book came out earlier or article came out earlier, said there was some uh, some tension in the um, in, in the in the locker room between um, Belichick, Brady and um, the owner Kraft. You know, and they all push, um, you know, they brushed it on the rug like it was nothing. It was nothing. It was nothing. But now. As the season is over, we do see that there could be something to this a little bit more than uh, than what maybe we originally thought it was. So, what's what's your what's your what's your thoughts on that? 
Well, I was listening earlier on your on your um, the couple of callers, and um, they were right. It is some rifts in between, in between, but you got different coaches going to different teams. So, and uh, with, with uh, Brady, his wife saying he was uh, he needed to retire. She even bought like an old kicker to convince him to uh, retire. So he can ride out high right now, win or lose. And, you know, Gronk, he's still young, 28 years old. He can still play. But concussion protocols will be his uh, decision maker. But I, I, I see a lot of turmoil going on within the coaching staff and the owners. Now, if you look uh, after the game, Robert Kraft didn't know how to respond because they lost. He's used to winning. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, that, that's very true. Now, um, you know, I, I really think if if Gronkowski decides that he's he's gone, I think it's 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 going to be it's going to be a little turmoil because he he to me is a glue that holds our team together. Um, but yeah. and I and I say that and I sound like a fool because Tom Brady, man, he is that team. And but we got to realize Tom Brady is forty years old. And he ain't getting no younger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and now the, the mistake they made was get rid of Garoppolo. Now, he was under Tom Brady, you know, enjoying his check. Like, well, Tom Brady came in the league. Uh, he was under Drew Bledsoe. And it's unfortunate uh, Bledsoe got an uh, injury for Tom Brady to, you know, to be recognized. But who's going to be recognized after Tom Brady? Hey, you're right. You're right. Who who is the next Tom Brady for for this team? Is there another Tom Brady for this team? Yeah, and and who's to say? You know, and I just don't think Tom is gonna lead his team high and dry. He's gonna he's no. gonna go out on the farewell tour. You know what I mean? It's gonna be like, oh, Tom's coming to Jacksonville. Let's give him a rocket chair. Tom's coming to New Orleans. Let's give him a motorcycle. Tom coming to New York City. Let's give him a Lincoln. Oh, well, you know, it's gonna be the big Tom Brady tour. You remember when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar retired? Everywhere he mm-hmm. went, they gave him some kind of big gift. So I think, and Tom Brady, if anybody is deserving of that, it's a guy that went to the Super Bowl eight times, man, and got five Super Bowl rings. Now, if anybody deserves it, it's him. So I, I really think that, um, I think that's how he going out. He ain't gonna go out on a whim of um, saying, um, the off season, I ain't coming back next year. Now nah, we gonna know when Tom Brady retires, and it's gonna be a yeah. big deal. Yep, it's gonna be yeah, a real. You're right. Yep. Hey, Damon, man, thanks for calling, man. We gotta get out of here. We got a commercial break, but don't be a stranger, man. And uh, before you know it, it'll be football season all over again. But football season never stops because somebody gonna get arrested next week from the NFL, or somebody gonna sign a big contract next week from the NFL. It's always football season. It's always something to talk about about football and the world of sports, man. And we'll be back after these messages with more Sports Info UM with sports from around the world. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 
at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, um, you know, when we look at this whole situation with the New England Patriots, Tom Brady in, in, in the New England Patriots dynasty, Bill Belichick, Rob Gronkowski, you know, hey, when you lose two coaches, that's one thing. But when we look at not only losing the coaches, we started talking about Tom Brady being 40 years old, you know, and Rob Gronkowski saying he's not sure if he's going to come back. I think we started to think about the dynasty, not necessarily being a dynasty anymore. And, and Hey man, let's don't, let's don't get it twisted. Uh, Danny Amendola. Hey, he, he takes a lot of, lot of punishment and he's getting up there in age too. So I think this I think this team is really going through some changes. And when you see coaches like Matt Patricia, he he had been with them for quite a while. And we you know we saw Josh McDaniel. He coached Tim Tebow. A lot of people don't even remember when Tim Tebow played. But that was Tim Tebow. Matter of fact, he drafted Tim Tebow. That's probably one of the reasons he's not not no longer a coach in the NFL because he drafted Tim Tebow. So I, I really think that um that the New England Patriots dynasty is about to come to a conclusion. Now, the question is, the question is, what is New England going to do when Tom Brady is no longer there? Bill Belichick is going to make that decision. And I don't think Bill Belichick is going to go through the NFL draft. I think Bill Belichick is probably going to get one of these young quarterbacks. I, who knows? It might be Jacoby Brousset. You know, he sent him to Indianapolis. And uh, Indianapolis about to get Josh McDaniel for their head coach. Maybe, maybe Bill Belichick might just find a way to get Jacoby Brousset back. But who knows? Who knows he'll, who Bill Belichick will put at that position? Because, hey, we got to understand that he's looking at this big picture, and the big picture is down the road. It's not just right where he's looking at. And I got I know the big picture says that Tom Brady is not going to be paying play, playing past 41 years old. I don't see it happening. If he does, he'd be one of the oldest quarterbacks to ever play the game. And... To see Bill Belichick throwing passes to Tom Brady, Tom Brady yesterday, that might be a sign for Tom Brady to, to, to throw in the towel. I understand it was a Super Bowl, but when you get desperate enough to throw a pass to Tom Brady, it might be time for Tom Brady to, um, to, 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 to throw the towel in. We had a caller earlier say he saw Tom sitting on the ground after he fumbled the ball, and he said that was it. So I'm not sure, you know, sometimes we have to read into things that people see because sometimes we can't see everything. So but if 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 it's if that's it for Tom Brady, then I'm I'll I'll come out and say it. If that's it for Tom Brady, I think that's it for the dynasty and, and you gotta call um this team a dynasty, you know, um I, I there's no doubt they're a dynasty. 
So I think it's I think it's over for the dynasty without um without Tom Brady um being at the head of this team. I'm not going to say the head, but being at the top of this team. But there's a story out that uh, Alex Smith is going to be signing with the um, with the um, with the Redskins. And if Alex Smith signs with the Redskins, then where does that leave Kirk Cousins? And, and I and I'm I'll be the first person to tell you Kirk Cousins is a wanted man. I mean, um, Kirk Cousins is is so wanted that I and and he pretty much has a has a choice of where he wants to go. You know, Kirk Cousins can I know he doesn't want to go to Cleveland if he has any. Yeah, you know, if he's a smart man, and I think he's a smart man, he doesn't want to go to Cleveland. However, there's a lot of teams that that really need need a good quarterback. Uh, we talked about Jacoby Rousset, but Andrew Luck is the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. And will he ever play again? You know, um, Jacksonville Jaguars, um, we know that um, Blake Bortles is the quarterback. But is he the guy that can take this team to the Super Bowl? Um, uh, Who knows? We know that the New York Jets are desperately seeking a quarterback, and they would probably throw the bank at Kirk Cousins. You know, someone even mentioned something like six years, $186 million contract, $100 million guaranteed. That's with the Jets. Come on. So, you know, uh, Kirk Cousins has his has his, has his choices. Um, you know, the Buffalo Bills have not been um, – they haven't been ha- – they haven't been content, satisfied, or happy – with Tyrod Taylor since he got there. And this is the first time this team been to the playoffs since since Jim Kelly's days, probably. And I'm only kidding. I just don't know how long it's been. But it's been that long. And and here it is. They have the nerve to say that um, that they're not happy with Tyrod Taylor. He took him to the playoffs. And at one point during the season, they benched him uh, for their second-string quarterback that didn't last at all. So I don't think it's Tyrod Taylor. The problem with the uh, Buffalo Bills, I think it's Buffalo. They need a they need a few more through more a few more instruments. Come on, but back to Kirk Cousins. I really think that th- this guy is going to have a have a fun off season because there's no doubt he's going to be one of the most sought after free agents in the NFL this year and, and, and deserving, deserving. So, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, this guy is, you know, um, he, he's, he's done his thing for basically a, a, a non-contender since he's been in, in the league. And let's don't forget, you know, this is the same guy, Kirk Cousins, that went through that whole ordeal with Robert. I'm talking about Robert Griffin because we don't call him Robert Griffin III anymore. It's just, just Robert. You know, he went through that whole ordeal with Robert, and that was enough in itself, you know, uh, for anybody. But he went through that whole ordeal with Robert Griffin in in Washington. And this is, I guess, is a credit to his his patience and um, and 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 his ability to. To, to basically uh, withstand a lot of BS because he did have to endure a lot of BS while he was uh, in Washington to turn out to be a two-time um, a franchise tag. They put the franchise tag on him twice. And, um, hey, that, that says a lot for, for Kirk Cousins. And, and I, I don't think it's going to be no problem him finding a job because I think he's that good. I think he's worthy, and I think um, I think somebody's gonna find themselves with a very good quarterback too, because Kirk Cousins, hey, he's 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 worthy. You know, a lot of people um, said that um, Justin Timberlake um, Super Bowl rendition last night or his halftime show was was uh was weak and i'd probably i'd i'd probably say um it was weak too and i think it was weak 
Um, so I think um, I think Timberlake was really, really uh, bringing. He didn't bring any thunder last night, you know. And and some people will say, well, um, um, you know, he did a Prince rendition. I wouldn't necessarily call that a Prince rendition. I think I saw some curtains flying up there with some pictures of Prince on them. But that's not what we, that's not what true Prince fans were looking for. Uh, We were looking for a little bit more than what we saw from from Timberlake last night. And I tell you, it it wasn't good enough. It was not, when you compare the game to what we saw from um, Justin Timberlake, um, couldn't couldn't hold a candle. I mean, it was just it was it was it was bad, and the game was great, and the halftime show was okay. The green the game was superior, and the halftime show was just all right. So next time NFL, I think we need to do a little bit more. Um, we need to do a little bit more with our talent search because I don't think that was enough. Um, Prince would have been disappointed. Um, some people, some people would have been fine if he had just shown a slideshow of Prince with a light, with a with a light show. That would have been fine with a lot of fans, especially a, a lot of fans of um, of Prince. So, I think that um, that was that was really uh, not a not not the best halftime show I've seen um, by the NFL. Uh, but it wasn't, you know, it, it definitely would, be, in my opinion, be rated um, down towards the very, very bottom of um, of NFL shows that I've seen. So um, Timberlake, it got about a two on my, on, in my opinion, of um, how it went with the um, with w- how it went last night. To, in my opinion, with the um, with the with the halftime show. Yeah, but we appreciate it. We'll see everybody next week on Sports Info UM on TheVoiceAmerica.com. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live.